0: I haven't mastered how to be everything for everyone just yet. Broadcasting live from
1: an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show.
0: And welcome to the show. Today we're discussing some activities in the state of Oklahoma during the month of May. I'm Brett. And I am Harley. So, it's... I don't, I'm not going to do it. It's that it's, time of year well, again. Well, it's it's camping season. So you did your first, your maiden camping voyage, one of many. You know, we have to reschedule when we record shows and when we do things with the activities of the Smith family Robinson. The Swiss the 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 Swiss knife, Swiss Army knife of all things Oklahoma, Mr. Harley Covington. How was it? The first first trip
1: and last trip are almost I don't know, there's a lot of work involved. Yeah. Like you've gotta get you gotta bring everything that you couldn't leave over the winter. Mm-hmm. Home and clean it and all that sort of stuff. So, when you go back the first time, you've got to bring all that stuff with you. You've got to set everything up for the first time. You got to make sure you don't have any leaks or.
0: Now, with that, you say leaks. You are an RV camper. Yes. Sorry. So, in the winter or at the end of the season, you winterize. Mm -hmm. What do you do in preparation aside from do we have this? Do we have that? Is there anything you have to do to your camper? To make sure, like you it's said, ready to go.
1: Yeah, uh, you've got to check all your connections. You've got to blow any um, uh, antifreeze that sort of stuff that you put in your lines out. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of it's just setting up the stuff. You know, like everything yeah. you put up.
0: Camping in an RV is the probably Cleaning. the only activity that never goes off without a hitch. You get it? The trailer. <laughs> the trailer hitch?
1: Yes. No, I get it.
0: <laughs> so fun.
1: Uh, we had a good time. I uh, it was uh, me and Amber and the kids, the two uh, the two youngest kids mm-hmm. that are almost going to be too old to do that stuff. Uh, you know, I keep thinking that, and the kids keep surprising me. Right. I think Madeline is going to probably abandon us before Connor does. You think so? Yeah. Like Connor is still
0: into it. Yeah. See, that's that's nice that you have you know. When you don't have Santa or the Easter Bunny to keep them interested, you have camping. Is that like the last thread, the last bastion of being cool?
1: No, I really, I think, I think even kids recognize that being unplugged for a minute isn't bad. Yeah, especially once they are forced to do it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think voluntarily they're going to be like, I'm just going to turn my phone off and go outside and play. Right. But if they're forced into it, then they're like, hey, I really like this.
0: Well, it sounds like we're probably going to have a lot more conversations about Harley's camping adventures, uh, this summer. But if you're looking for, if you don't have a camper and you're just looking for something to go do to plug in on your own, tons of stuff coming up, uh, in the month of May for sure.
1: Uh, Yeah. Starting with German Fest, May 6th through 8th in Tulsa, Oklahoma.
0: Yeah. This thing is huge. Obviously family friendly, but you can still get your beer stein on. They're going to have beers from around everywhere local. German beers, all type, all kinds of food. The thing about German Fest, you go
1: to, you go to drink beer and eat. If you're an adult, I think right. you may be confusing German Fest with Oktoberfest. You can still do all those things. You can do all of those things, but this is really about the culture. Mm-hmm. More, more about the the coming of summer. It's you know like. A, it's kind of
0: like harvest festivals are like for traditional Mayfest. It's a, May fest. Right, right, it's right, a right.
1: celebration of spring in Germany. A lot of these traditions date back to the sixteenth century and are common around the world, including you're probably familiar with the maypole. I am,
0: and I've also seen a movie that this reminds me of. There's a movie that you would hate called Midsummer, about these kids that go to celebrate the May Queen, and one of them becomes a May Queen and another one gets Stuffed inside of a grizzly bear. I mean, this sounds like it's more family-friendly than watching human sacrifices.
1: I don't think that there will be... I, as much as I've researched this, yes. I did not find human sacrifice anywhere on the list of activities. Right, I don't
0: see a, a Harley schnitzel sandwich where you're going to be turned... No, to but
1: turn they me. do have a lot of schnitzel... And jäger schnitzel and some other stuff. But that you, I'm you gonna butcher. Yeah,
0: I was reading when I'm like, I can't do I put, I put strudel. I don't know if that's even right. I can make it sound like it might sound. I think that is an apple strudel, sir. I, you're probably that, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: they there there's a lot of of different things. A lot of the things that you would expect to see: bratwurst and sauerkraut, potato salad, red cabbage. But uh, there, it looks like there's a a lot of stuff that is kind of maybe unique if you're not normally. And they are having the traditional
0: crowning of the May Queen. I, I'm telling you, don't watch the movie Midsummer and then go to the German Fest. You will be terrified. <laughs> the minute I saw that they're crowning in the May Queen, uh, can I get
1: the schnitzel to go, please? Yeah, <laughs> just have my pretzel and beer on the road. Thank you. The polka bands Mm okay i'm sorry i (laughs) i really have a bias against polka bands i when you say polka band i think of two things groundhog day three things okay
0: groundhog day i can't unhear the pennsylvania polka i
1: can't unhear it groundhog day home alone Mm -hmm. and weird al Yankovic. yep that's that's it. That's my whole polka experience. His
0: Weird Al's dad was the pol- the king of polka. The Dude, pol- the was absolute- there
1: actually like a like a monarchy? He a is the country. King- yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, if there was one, he would be the king of polka. But everything about... And maybe it's because I'm uh, maybe slightly biased. My last name is German. I like the culture. I Your love the food. Your name is not German. Yes, it is. No, Monser. it's Munzer. Munzer. Yes. Munzer. I've been October. I've been to Oktoberfest. I've been to similar festivals celebrating German culture. I've been to German restaurants. They have fun. It's a lot of fun. It's dancing. It's music. It's the smells. It's the lederhosen. It's the leaders of German beer. This is right up my alley. And there
1: will be lots and lots of beer. Lots and lots of beer. Yeah. yeah if you're interested, though, you can find more information at gastulsa.org. Now, if you're more
0: into the planes, trains, and more of the automobile portion of the planes, trains, and automobiles, there is the Oklahoma Steam Threshing and Gas Engine Show that's coming up
1: May the 6th through the 8th in Pawnee, Oklahoma. Yeah, it's at the Steam Engine Park. Dude, if you're looking for a real step back in time, Mm -hmm. I can't think of A a better way. Yeah. They've been doing this... Like for over fifty, 50 years, years, they cover historical farm equipment, power, and processes. They keep all that all that history alive. Yeah, and the antique power exhibits that they include are crazy. Like I had no idea that some of this stuff ever existed, let alone still exists and still functional. Because there is a whole society of these people they keep all of this stuff alive. Yeah, I don't want to sound
0: like I'm mansplaining. We've been accused in the past of mansplaining. But if there was a man that, if this if there was a an event that's just for just for dudes, you know, testosterone fueled, gas powered, steam powered, something for steampunks, this is it.
1: It's got a lot of interesting stuff and in it. it looks like the I'm, way but women can come to. Women are welcome too. I don't know that I uh, but there, it looks like the way this works primarily is there's a demonstration and a lecture mm-hmm. for almost everything.
0: Well, what a, do you, have you ever seen a hundred ton corliss steam engine before? No, they they're going to have one,
1: right? I mean, they they've got a whole lot of exhibits. They've got steam plowing, steam engines, gas engines. They have a working blacksmith shop. Jeez, a corn mill grinder. I mean this nothing says testosterone like in a blacksmith. Your hundred ton steam engine yeah. is actually listed on the National Register of Historic Places. I where do you start? This is like the
0: rod and custom show of the 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 gods of industry. You know what I mean?
1: I just think it's it's neat. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of processes, a lot of machinery. That really just gets lost to time. Yeah. And the fact that there's somebody keeping this stuff alive, I would have never thought about a steam threshing machine. I didn't even know what a threshing machine is. And Maybe maybe we should. I looked it up. It's literally the process of separating grain from straw. Gee. (laughs) But apparently it wasn't a big thing. Like, the steam thing wasn't a big thing. Yeah. It literally went, there was just this brief blip on the radar it went from horse thresh, horses threshing, like horse-powered right. threshing. To steam. To gas. Oh, gas. Yeah, yeah. Powered threshing. And there was like literally a heartbeat. One guy came out and was like, and they were like, yeah, no, we got this gas thing. We're cool.
0: Well, you know, the thing the, the thing that I think it's neat about this festival, not only do you get the history of the equipment that you actually get to see, it's not just, you know, like a museum where it's just kind of sitting there and you get to read a plaque. They're going to fire this stuff up. Oh, you have yeah. to get to actually see
1: the endoskeleton, how it works. Full demonstrations, full lectures, question and answer um, portions. Yeah. It's it's awesome. It's uh, Again, if you're looking for a, if you want a glimpse into farm life, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, like historical farm life, right. this is a really unique event, I think.
0: Well, and it's, if you're kind of into it but you're into they've got a little bit of something for everybody they're they gonna, do have some other activities going right on. some bluegrass music going on a parade of power which i'm sure is probably a parade of all things
1: steam power l- gas power like,
0: diesel power horsepower yes like all
1: the pa- all the pa- the
0: all the powers in the parade and they're doing a kiddie tractor pull how cool is that i man? think you should enter your son and his jurassic park power wheels that would be fun he would have if I could get him to not just push the sound buttons and actually get in and drive. I'm gonna have to start scolding him more. That's all there is to it. One of those shock collars.
1: Yeah, to, I'm gonna have to raise him like I was raised. <laughs> but uh, they've also if, got a flea market, which again, I think you're gonna find some really unique stuff in obviously. a flea market like this.
0: Absolutely, and then you know, obviously, something for the taste bud: barbecue, lemonade, all kinds of stuff. What and another thing too is it's only ten bucks. Kids under
1: 12 are free. If you're a member of the club, you get in free. Right. Membership has its privileges. Which is, um, we'll put a link in the show notes for that if you're interested in that type of thing and you didn't realize there was actually a club where people actually do this stuff. Yeah. It's there and it looks cool. Yeah, it really does. But if you want more information on that, go to oklahomathreshers.org.
0: You know, this next event, it almost goes without saying. The minute you say El Reno in the month of May, The Pavlovian response to El Reno in May is what? It's the the Burger Fest. Yeah.
1: El Reno's Fried Onion Burger Day Festival, May 7th, El Reno, Oklahoma. This is a unique event. We're talking the cooking Mm -hmm. and consuming of the world's largest fried onion hamburger.
0: Now, I'm going to give you a little factoid that maybe you may or may not know. Did you know that we know personally? The man that helped direct the creation actually invented the world's largest onion burger grill. the grill the grill itself, no Terry Taylor really, yes, sure did when he instructed Metro tech out at Canadian Valley, his class built the first large grill I, I was didn't there know for that. the I was there for the burger fest, the burger day that they first debuted the burger the The world's largest burger.
1: You learn something new every day. Yes, you do. So this annual event, though, is a tribute to the popular fried onion hamburgers that have been cooked in diners and cafes in El Reno since the early
0: 1900s. Now, there are some debates, and I think we've talked about them early in the the life cycle of this show. There are debates as to where the onion burger in the state of Oklahoma originated, but I think... The general consensus is, if you looked, the, the onion burger was invented in Oklahoma. Debates as to
1: where and who has the best one. Well, I- according to the historical information that I found, the festival traces its origins back to Ross Davis, who owned and operated the Hamburger Inn on Route 66 in downtown El Reno. During the Depression, when onions were cheap but meat was expensive, Davis began uh-huh. adding shredded onion to five-cent meat patties in order to make the burgers look bigger.
0: Right, because if you look at an onion burger, the, I mean, really, the meat, it's wafer-thin. I mean, It's a micron-thin. It's a
1: micron-thin.
0: It's, it's, micron th- it's about the
1: onion. It really is. But what resulted from him hitting those things on the grill yeah. is the flavor profile was something that immediately caught on.
0: Oh, yeah, what I'll say about an onion burger and maybe you you may or may not agree, you really don't need anything. I mean, I think I'm a sucker for some condiments. give me a slice of cheese on my onion burger and I don't need I don't need ketchup, I don't need anything. There's just it has its own there's its own juices, it's it's its
1: own animal. I agree with you 100%. As far as the actual festival goes, sure. this didn't come along until 1988. The El Reno Main Street program was establishing um, was established to promote downtown revitalization. Mm-hmm. And part of any revitalization is, hey, what are we known for? Well, everybody immediately came back and said, uh, fried onion hamburgers, right. where, where have you been?
0: Yeah. I think if you were going to say, and maybe it's, I don't know, I don't want to look it up because I feel like I'd be wrong, but if every state has a food, I really think Oklahoma's food is the fried onion burger. People come from all around. And like I said, there's a big debate. Is Sid's better than Robert's? Some people say Robert's is better than Sid's. It, it's a huge point of contention. There may be a place here in town that might have something to say about both of them. But I think we can all agree that the fried onion burger, is it's got to be at the top of the list of, of Oklahoma
1: fare. I agree, and the 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 neat thing about this festival and the, the history of this festival mm-hmm. is just kind of some of the trial and error stuff that happened along the way like they had no concept yeah. when they started this no clue how big a success this was going to be like i said i was at their i was at the first one in 1988 two block long waiting lines or two block longs, two block long p- lines of people waiting for a grilled onion hamburger. I will probably use... I'm going to be there. And
0: I will probably use my... My hall pass. Because when in Rome... I'm sorry. Can I get the onion burger minus the burger? They would probably hide my body. And there'd be two... A two-block line. They wouldn't see anything happen. Nope.
1: Don't know, didn't know where he went. He disappeared. But the actual festival, though, is really cool. You're, you You yeah. can come and watch. They put... A 12-foot convection oven, 10-foot circular grill cooks. Mm -hmm. They flip 250 pounds of beef, 150 pounds of onion, and 300 pounds of bun, mustard, and pickles. Jiminy Christmas. And then when they're done, literally, it's given away for free. Mm -hmm. Everybody that's there gets a bite of the burger, a piece of the burger. Holy man.
0: So we talked about, again, I... I keep going back to who says who's got what better but El Reno as a town has landed in the 100 best burger joint places in the country yeah three different spots I mean it's hard to beat they've been on top 10s top 25s there's no there's no doubt unless somebody else speaks up El Reno right now holds the holds the
1: keys to the freaking
0: the fried burger
1: team. I I don't think there's any argument with that in previous years they have sold up to 4000 fried onion burgers sold separately not the giant burger yeah. but 4000 additional onion burgers sold during that festival they've had up to 25000 people from all over the globe come yeah. to be a part of this
0: festival and now that things are kind of starting to i hate to say it it's we're still take we've been taking our time getting open back up i would venture to guess that that number, it could eclipse that this year with as many people are. are
1: I would be shocked if it's not more dramatically more. Yeah. And as far as other activities go, they've got kids games. They've got live entertainment on two different stages. They have a classic car festival motorcycle show. We've been several times. They've got lots of shopping uh, for handmade goods Mm -hmm. and vendor booths. They have a wide variety of food trucks. So, if you don't like fried onion burgers but you're dragged to this event anyway i'm sure that you can find yourself a giant turkey leg
0: i'm sure or maybe a vegetable salad well no wait or
1: all all salads are vegetable uh, some vegan weirdness no i'm not i'm
0: going to i will be doubled over in pain before i miss another burger day
1: and then they close out the whole event with a giant fireworks show at the end of the day So I definitely think it is worth a trip out to El Reno. And if you want more information, the website is ElRenoBurgerDay.com. Well, we've got Stillwater Strawberries coming up right after this. So I had a scare with the local Amazon delivery driver. Really? So I got a delivery at like 8.45 at night. Hmm. Delivery driver was in an unmarked van. Oh. not wearing a uniform and bringing a box to your porch, <laughs> and came to my front door from the neighbor's house.
0: Not a good way to, yeah. to make Yeah, I was appearance. like,
1: holy cow, why are you, I mean, I literally opened up my door and there was a dude standing there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Hi. Yeah. And he was like, "Uh, I got a package for you. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And he handed it to me and then he left. And sure enough, I got a notification six seconds later that my Amazon package had been delivered. But this guy drives off in a rental van or something. An unmarked vehicle. Literally unmarked, and he wasn't wearing a uniform. I guess it was the end of the day, he was wearing his undershirt. So,
0: to piggyback on that, Amazon does this thing now that's like called Amazon Flex, where Joe Blow can deliver your packages.
1: Yeah, it was it was a little uh, weird. It's alarming. And, you know... I kind of live in rural in rural America. Yeah. We all have guns. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't, wouldn't do, do that job. Not a chance. But I think it's one of those things where it's really important that if you run a business, your people are easily noticeable oh, yeah. as employees. Right. They
0: need to be a billboard for your product.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I think our buddy Ronnie Davenport over at Tailboard Apparel could probably teach Amazon a thing or two about that.
0: Right, and with all the money that Amazon's sinking into, u- uh, uniformed drivers and street clothes couriers, I don't know what you call them, <laughs> they could just as easily call Ronnie and get a free a free quote.
1: Yes, absolutely. He does screen printing and embroidery. He can embroider your logo directly onto a cap or a shirt.
0: Or a magnet. Make you a magnet that says Amazon per Amazon person. Amazon (laughs) contractor. Anything.
1: And if you are not like Amazon and you don't have a logo, then he can definitely help you in that department as well. So give him a call for a free quote. It's 405-517-2174.
0: Or hit up the website at tailboardapparel.com. Something I like to eat a lot of. Food. (laughs) Mainly fruits and vegetables. And one of my favorite fruits, easily top five fruits that are really hard to get that are decent unless you go to like a farmer's market or the Stillwell Strawberry Festival.
1: Yeah, May 14th in Stillwell, Oklahoma. One of the things about Stillwell strawberries, Mm. I think everybody there grows strawberries. And from what I gather, the strawberries from Stillwell have very unique qualities. Okay. They are all perfectly shaped, oh. super flavorful. Like you'll hear people rant and rave about the strawberries that come from Stillwell, and I don't like I don't understand the the farming technology behind what makes a great strawberry, but apparently they've got it locked down there.
0: Yeah. 30,000 visitors yearly trek to this thing.
1: Yeah, it's it's a huge event. It's been held since the 1940s to promote the strawberries grown in the area and it is really one of Oklahoma's most loved hometown traditions. And I don't think they are
0: overstepping them. You know, you know sometimes you you take a lot of pride in your thing, almost too much. But I think it's safe to say with over 30,000 visitors it is officially the strawberry capital of of the world.
1: Yes, and if you're going to make the trek out to Stillwell for the strawberry festival. You're going to get some free strawberries, oh, some ice cream. Nice. But they also have a lot of other things happening. Mm-hmm. This is a big event for Stillwell. They've got kid games, they've got midway games, they've got live entertainment, gospel and country music. Mm-hmm. They like to stay stick to the roots in the area. They do a 5k run, they've got carnival rides, uh vendor booths, the, the Strawberry Festival Rodeo. Yes.
0: I like I like a rodeo. I didn't mean to say it like that. It just happens. There's certain things I talk about. I, my voice changes. It does. <laughs> and now I'm going to have some strawberries and I'm going to run the 5K. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. you are definitely I'm not,
1: not going to run the 5K. They also <laughs> are, um, have a parade. Like the whole nine on the parade. You're talking floats and marching bands and horses. Of course, you get to see the crowning of this year's Strawberry Queen. And I bet... I'm willing
0: to bet, and maybe it's too on the nose. They will have a strawberry shortcake.
1: I'm, um, I, I That's would almost die for. I would almost guarantee it. Yes,
0: because I mean, you can't have you. You've got a strawberry. They have a strawberry auction.
1: They do have a strawberry auction. They also have a baked goods contest. Oh boy, which I'm not a baker. I'm a. I like cooking. I don't like baking. So I would. I probably wouldn't be any good in the baked good contest. But if that's something that you do, Mm -hmm. if that's your thing, baking, Mm -hmm. I would definitely take a look at it.
0: Do you have any special talents? Do you consider yourself talented? You're somebody that's watched a lot of America's Got Talent. So I would say that you're almost like a talent scout. But do you have what it takes to be the Stillwell's Got Talent
1: Strawberry Festival champion? I don't, but it's got two divisions, a junior division for 12 and under, and a senior division for thirteen and up. Prize pool seventeen hundred dollars. That's a lot of. That's a lot of strawberries. <laughs> it really
0: is. That's a lot. Seventeen hundred dollars. What if it was? You're like, oh, it's not money. It's not money, honey. It's straw bucks. We got a straw. We got. <laughs> Got the Strawbuck's truck. We're going to back it up and get $1,700 worth of strawberries. <laughs> what am I going to do with $1,700 of strawberries? That's a lot of strawberry you,
1: pina colada. You better eat them real fast.
0: You better. Them seeds will go right
1: through you. <laughs> <laughs> well, for more information, check out strawberrycapital.com. So something we know a little bit
0: more about than we did before we started doing this show is Will Rogers?
1: We do. Uh, we have run across Will Rogers a few times. A few. I mean, it, it almost feels like a we're shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah, Will Rogers is is kind of an easy topic. It really is. He's, he was such a good guy yeah. and so versatile, and had so much going for him, and so quotable. Um, but this is a little bit. Different, I would say, the Will Rogers Stampede PRCA Rodeo. It's the Pro Rodeo, baby. May 26th through the 29th at the Will Rogers Stampede Arena in, in? Claremore, Oklahoma. Of course. If they
0: said the Will Rogers PRCA Professional Rodeo at the Will Rogers Theater in Norman, Oklahoma, I'm not going. <laughs> I mean, if, this was the, if there was a win in Claremore, do what the Claremorians do... Is that what they are? They I don't know what they are. You got to do this. This is this is the thing.
1: This event is over seventy five years old. There's no
0: doubt about it.
1: You get to see area cowboys compete in steer wrestling, bareback riding, saddle bronc riding, and more. The rodeo events include bull riding, barrel Mm. racing, team roping, mutton busting. I want to know what mutton busting is.
0: Okay, if I'm if I'm correct, when I was a kid, they used to have a a Flag Day rodeo in Juanette, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Flag Day was a big thing then, uh, back then. There, they would have a, a rodeo. Mutton is like a sheep.
1: Yeah, I know what mutton is.
0: Yeah, and you put they put a, tie a ribbon to the tail, and the kids go out, and me. whoever gets the the uh-huh. ribbon gets the prize. I never got the prize. I got the dirt, but it's a lot of fun. Mutton busting's fun. It's it's fun to
1: watch. It's fun to be a part of. I'm too old for that. But every night after after the rodeo, they do have a dance, uh, which I think is cool. Obviously, they've got vendors, so you can find all your western wear. Absolutely, pick up a cowboy hat or some shiny spurs. And
0: be, I, there, I bet there's going to be some like rope tricks and stuff like that because Will Rogers could do rope. He, he was a performer. He could do rope tricks. He was an actor. He was a comedian.
1: This it this sounds like it. This this sounds like a lot of fun. It, it really, really does. And this particular rodeo. Is a six-time small rodeo of the year award winner, mm. so th- they do it right. And obviously, it's Claremore; they've got a lock on their events. They really do. They do a really good job. Some of the other activities that happen in and around this event: you've got cowboy Four kids golf tournament. They've got food trucks. Mm-hmm. They've got the downtown hoedown, which yep. officially kicks off the rodeo weekend. Uh, again, a ton of fun. And if
0: you're if you get there early. There are two things I think we could both highly recommend that ended up being probably a lot better than we, th- we thought we thought they were going to be. The Will Rogers Museum, where not only Will Rogers is buried, but his family's buried there as well. Mm-hmm. And then up the road and down around the corner a little ways is the actual homestead of Will Rogers yeah, in Ullagat. In Ullagat, it's, yeah, it's not very far. But Claremore just oozes with history. They really know how to capture that those moments.
1: They do a phenomenal job yeah. of it. And if you want more information on this one, uh, check out rodeoticket.com.
0: Now, we have talked about going to this or being a part of it or actually going and doing a city slicker thing when we're on, like, you know, the Yellowstone Ranch or something like that and trying to get murdered and buried by an oak tree. But every year, Cowboy Western Heritage Museum, I still call it the Cowboy Hall Hall of
1: Fame, Mm -hmm. does the the Chuck Wagon Festival. Yeah, this year it's May 28th and 29th in Oklahoma City. This is a chance for you to enjoy some authentic fun. Mm-hmm. It, it's This is really kind of one of those events where it's like, there's just so much going on. Right, and it's so immersive. It really is. So it's a celebration of Western and Native American history, art and cuisine. You can see some amazing stage entertainment from a hilarious Old West show. Right. They have acclaimed Western singers and musicians. It's been featured on Food Network's Top Five Summer Sensations, dude. The food, oh yeah, is one hundred percent authentic. Mm-hmm. And the guys that do this, the teams that do this Chuck Wagon Food Festival, they spend the rest of the year doing this in other places.
0: Yeah, there's so, a. I don't know where it is. There's a. There, they do one in the Ar- Ozarks where they actually have Chuck, Ra- Chuck, Chuck Wagon races, and they do the. The chuck wagon, this chuck wagon thing isn't just a, a one-time, like you said, they do it all over. These are professional chuck well, wagons.
1: Exactly, cooks. and this is traditional cowboy yeah. cooking. They do demonstrations of Dutch oven cooking. You can sample biscuits and stew, beans and cobbler. They also have some Native American food samples. So, I, again, the food... Is a unique experience in and of itself, but all of the stuff that goes around yeah. around the the festival, you know, you've got stagecoach and covered wagon rides. Mm-hmm. You can learn to make ropes. You know what I like? I always
0: liked going to the Cowboy Hall of. Fa- I'm gonna. I'm just gonna call it that, the Cowboy Hall of Fame as a kid, because we've talked about it on numerous occasions. My probably my fa- my single favorite era is the West. Oh yeah, for sure. This in the the Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum has done a phenomenal job. People come. The, the, what I've learned about Oklahoma is there's so many things here in Oklahoma. This being one of them. This event being another one where people literally come from everywhere. Yeah, all over the globe. I mean, it does happen to coincide with being a a, a holiday weekend, but hell a week ago kurt russell was inducted in, in, into the hall of fame for his contributions to to western film like it, it's a big it's a big deal
1: it is a big deal one of the draws for me though is the storytellers dude yeah. i'm sorry but i i would i will be stuck there the whole time glued just
0: glued to it
1: i love it and then on top of that they've got western reenactors they've got archery demonstrations Country and Western dancing, yep. Live music provided by the Rodeo Opry.
0: Yeah, the the other thing that you know we talked about, I remember as a kid, and they've they've done a lot of upgrades in this regard. You know, they have the the Native dwellings and the Pioneer Village on the inside mm-hmm. that you can tour. That it's just, I don't know, man. There's just something about Oklahoma history. I hated school. I'll be the first to tell you, I hated every aspect of school. But Oklahoma history has always been at the top of my list.
1: Uh, I agree with that 100%. I mean, since I moved to Oklahoma, before right. I moved to Oklahoma, I did not actually you, real,
0: real, you liked Ohio history.
1: No, I literally <laughs> didn't know there was history here when I was nine years old. When yeah. I moved to Oklahoma, yeah. I did not know that Oklahoma was a state. Wow, way to go! I literally, way to go. I literally <laughs> Department thought of education? I, I thought it was a territory. I thought Oklahoma it was, was a, a territory and right. not a state. When I was, I mean, a little you were kid. partly,
0: you were partly right, but.
1: A, a couple hundred years off, probably. Right. Uh, cost for this, though, is uh, more than reasonable. It's $15 for adults, free for kids 12 and under. It is going to be a total blast. Yeah. If you're into that genre, mm-hmm. that kind of, that history, yeah. this is an absolute must It's a must no-brainer. Brainer. Yeah. And if you want more information, check out nationalcowboymuseum.org.
0: And if you want more information on stuff just like this, it's that simple. It's the only no okay show. Tell everyone you know.
1: There is a very important event that we did not discuss that needs to be discussed. On May ninth, Brett Manzer is having a birthday. A- according to you, the most important <laughs> birthday of your life when Brett turns 45. 45. I have found a gift yeah. that every listener to the show can help, can, can get for mm-hmm. Brett for his birthday. Sure. A an additional 1,000 listeners to the Only and OK show. It's super easy. easy. Just tell all of your friends, all of your family. Share it on Facebook, and I think we'll get there. I think we'll get an additional 1,000 listeners per episode.
0: That is my, you know, they have those birthday fundraisers where Brett's raising money for, I'm not raising money. I'm raising listeners. I am. I've raised,
1: I'm actually ra- literally raising two listeners now. As we speak. Well, this has been the Only and OK Show. I'm Harley. And I'm Brett. And we're out of here. Peace.
0: A vampire's heart's. On my stake, I'll him in the chest and he's gonna die. Garlic strings hanging on my neck. I'm gonna bury him under my deck. Whoa, you're a dead vampire. (laughs) There's nowhere to run. I've got a stake in the damage is done. Staking the hearts And you're to blame You're a vampire At least you were <sighs> I guarantee that's a John Carpenter Presents In the sense that he's like Just
1: send me a check I don't care what movie you make uh, Yeah, we're gonna do a sequel To John Carpenter Presents Vampires Or John Carpenter's Vampires Uh, Yeah mm-hmm. We're going to write you a $100,000 check, and all you need to do is leave the name the same.
0: Okay, cool. You, you know I've moved. You realize I don't have the same address. I moved after the last unauthorized sequel. <laughs> he, John Carpenter, he's kind of Harrison Ford in the sense that they asked John Carpenter, one time. He goes, so how do you feel about them making, you know, basically how do you feel about them remaking your movies? He's like, as long as the check's cash, I don't care. Harrison Ford the same way they said, they asked him one time something about what'd you think about your character being killed being killed off in the Fork Awakens? Force Awakens the Fork Awakens that would be a good one. The Force Awakens he's like I don't give a damn or so he doesn't ca- like this doesn't care. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about Oklahoma movies, movies based on Oklahoma or based in Oklahoma or any
1: all of the above, all of the above, above but particular particularly produced in Oklahoma uh-huh. movies. We've been talking about it a lot. It comes up in the news a lot. What do you think about occasionally doing a like a watch party style show? Sure. Or a reaction type show. Yeah. About stuff like that. I watched a movie specifically because it's Oklahoma. But I think it may be like it's pre it's definitely pre all of the Hol- Hollywood, Hollywood movie to Oklahoma what is it? Splinter. Two thousand and eight. Oh
0: yeah. The There's some some of the filming locations, like the gas station. Mm -hmm. I think it's still there.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a great movie. I mean, it's not. It wasn't you know Oscar quality or anything like that. Were you partial to it? Are do you find yourself being a little bit more
0: have a little bit more of a lean towards if it's in Oklahoma? There's a little bit you kind of take a little bit more pride in it, even if it's not the best thing you've ever seen. Mm -mm. I mean,
1: I don't think I gave it any extra credit. For being... What about... Okay, use the Outsiders, for example. So here's the thing that I did. Now, okay. look... Okay. Why are you going to change... Let's, you were talking about Splinter, so let's talk about oh, Outsiders. Oh,
0: okay. Jackass. We Go ahead.
1: No, one of the things that I that I did give it was the beginning was a little cheesy, mm-hmm. and I let it run. Yeah. Whereas, normally, I would have given up on that movie real quick. Okay. Like, the special effects... So so, we're not the greatest, right? And the actor it, who literally he has, I think he might have a line in the movie, mm-hmm. but he's the gas station attendant uh, that dies in the first twelve seconds of the movie, right? He was a horrible actor. Like it was, it was hokey. It was like me attempting to be, yeah. an, you know, to uh, pretend to get eaten by a monster, right? It just, it wasn't believable. It was kind of hokey. But so I, I I gave it that, mm-hmm. and normally I wouldn't. So I will say that it did get it did get in the door because it was an Oklahoma movie. But I really liked it. Did you? I
0: if I've seen it, it's been years since I've seen it. Shea Wiggum, he's been in everything. I mean, he was in Boardwalk Empire. He was in Vice
1: Principals. He's in Well, and he did a good job in the movie. Yeah, um, but I. You know it. It, <laughs> it was based in. A, it was filmed in Oklahoma, and it was about an Oklahoma location, mm-hmm. which I liked. There weren't very many actors in it. I think there was one, two, three, four, five, six total actors in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So not a lot of actors. I mean, easily one of the top act,
0: most underrated actors in it. That's done he's doing stuff now uh is Shay Wigum mm-hmm. i again i haven't seen it but that was i think that's like one of his early early
1: roles so they, early. here's the premise of the movie spoiler alert okay. premise of the movie sure paulo and jill wagner i mm-hmm. think are the primary actors okay they are camping for the first time he's a nerd she's kind of you know like a get shit done kind of girl mm mm-hmm. mhm and they break their tent like 12 seconds into the movie. So they're going to go sleep in a shitty motel. They they leave their campsite, which their campsite was not a campsite. It wasn't a place that you go camping at. It was like literally like somebody's backyard. It was some woods around and tall grass, and that was it. Like, there, this was not a campsite. Was
0: that Was that the intent? or you could tell just as being somebody that's from local it, it was clearly just a backdrop.
1: I think that they didn't really think about it. They were like, yeah, you're just going to go t- you're just going to go camping. Well, I'm sorry if it, if you're a first-time camper, you're going to a campsite. Right, right. You're not going to the middle of the woods where you didn't get permission from the landowners. Yeah. Like where where exactly mm-hmm. are you coming from or going to that you knew that you could stop in the because you're on somebody's property.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Plaintiff, that was not a park. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> they go, they break their tent, they're trying to find a hotel. They're in the middle of nowhere. Meantime, the other couple, which was uh, Shay Wiggum and Rachel Curbs, they're criminals. Oh, okay. And they're on the run, they're trying to get to Mexico or something, and their car breaks down. She comes out of the woods, like, help me, help me, help me. The damsel in distress act. Yeah, they yeah. stop, and Shea Wiggum comes up with his gun. is like, tick, 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 with his gun on their window. Anyway, they're cruising along. They hit something with their car. They change the tire. The thing that they hit with the car is, like, moving very weirdly. Uh-huh. Like, it's a flattened bobcat or something. Right. And, like, the ends of it are trying to move away. Oh, my. Yeah. So then they get to the gas station and there's nobody there. Like lights are on, mm, nobody's home. <laughs> nobody's <laughs> yeah. home. The the car's overheating or something like that. <clears throat> the girlfriend goes in tries to get into the bathroom and it's locked. And then the gas station attendant comes out and he is now covered in spikes and like moving his head at a weird angle and he literally eviscerates this woman in like the first 12 seconds. Wow. And so they're trapped in the gas station. The thing's on the outside. Their girlfriend is now a monster, too. It tries to get in. They knock one of its hands off. And then the hand starts running around the store after them. Like, it is messed up. So is it
0: kind of like a a thing-type, symbiotic-type? It,
1: symbiotic it was like a parasite. And it was basically tracking them, hunting them by their heat. Oh wow! Their body heat. I thought it was a really good movie. I mean, mm. it wasn't. It wasn't horribly. Does know. it show its age? I don't think so. I mm. think you could watch it now and you wouldn't know. Like uh. if I, if you didn't know this movie and you watched it right now, you'd say, "Oh, well, that's not a bad movie." Mm. You wouldn't be like the only thing that I did notice in the whole movie, and it was made in two thousand eight. Yeah, they had them throw out their phones. I haven't had a phone that looked as ancient as the phones they threw out the window. Since like ninety nine,
0: were they like the Nokia sixty one eighty type phones? It was
1: like the flip phones, mm-hmm. like the Kyocera flip phones oh, from yeah. two thousand and five. <laughs> like the
0: cheapest. Oh, with the where you pulled the antenna out. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And I w- that that was something where it was like, oh, okay, that's dated. And I had to actually go at that point in time and look to see when the movie movie came out. But it was still like smartphones were still a thing by two thousand and eight.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the, I think the iPod was like an inch thick. Yeah, makes sense. But no, that'd be kind of cool to do reactions or things like that are centered around Oklahoma-based stuff. Uh, I'll check it out. Where did you watch it at? Uh,
1: I don't recall.
0: Hulu or... Yeah,
1: it can't be hard to find. Hulu or HBO or it's something. It's got to be free somewhere. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't pay for it. Where can I watch? I don't... I wouldn't recommend watching... No, so- what? I wouldn't recommend watching this movie and then going on your first camping trip shortly. there. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, you kind of creep me out with the description of the creature. I don't know how that I've not managed to see this. HBO Max and Hulu, which is interesting because I I, I think they're they're in bed together. Because I think all of them are.
1: I don't know how many times I'll see a movie that just, like a a movie I hadn't seen in a while, and it pops up on Netflix, Hulu, and HBO Max all at the same time.
0: Yeah, because Nightmare Alley's on Hulu and HBO Max. Hell, uh have you seen Free Guy? Did you watch that yet? We talked about that? Yeah, I saw. It's on Disney Plus and HBO.
1: So Yeah, but I'm it was an interesting movie. It had real it had better than decent dialogue. Like the acting wasn't except for the first guy who I'm sure he was somebody's cousin or something. It was like Hey, you Want to be in a movie? He's been begging me.
0: I told him I'd put him in a movie if I ever made one. I never thought I'd make a
1: movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it didn't have a heart to tell him I didn't have a sister. So I guess i got to put him in this movie. I'll check it out. Splinter.
1: I think you'll like it. It's got a bad... I mean, it's like 74% Oh, rating. Yeah. But again, it's one of those things where they, it. they didn't spend a lot of money on it, but it only made $500,000 at the box office. Yeah. Like, they didn't expect it to make a lot of money. But at the same time, they did not completely, like, chintz out. Like, the acting, the people infected, mm. that acting was really good. Like, however they did it, and I think it was just, what do you call that one? It's like, not CGI?
0: Uh, pra- uh practical. Yeah, practical.
1: Let's see,
0: practical effects shooting. Place took place in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Where's that gas station at, though? Do we know?
1: Mm-mm, I don't.
0: Performers including gymnast, mime, and stunt person. Huh. I was trying to see what the Trying to see what the budget I said. It, it made it under five did thousand.
1: Doesn't say. It had a really short run when it came out at the movies. It won six awards at the Screen Fest Horror Fest uh, Film Festival: Best Score, Best Special Effects, Best Makeup, Best Directing, Best Picture. It is a fungus that takes control of them. I don't think that they ever actually decided anything, by the way. They said oh. it was a parasite mm. in the movie.
0: Mm. I don't know. So what Wikipedia says, I always, you know. But when I realized that you or I could alter Wikipedia, it's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I thought you used to think Wikipedia was the, the preeminent source for all things information. Then I realized you didn't that find you could...
1: out how much they spent? I have no idea. Like, somebody's embarrassed by it. Because the information is not available. Huh. Let's kick this pig.
0: Oh, it's gotta be I mean, if you look at the movie, I think you and I between just a quick and then we'll get to it. but you and I have watched enough movies, we've seen the biggest blockbusters. I'm not saying we're we're your source for entertainment, the only okay show but we've seen the biggest we've seen you know what I mean we've enjoyed them all probably equally. I mean some of the most fun I've had with movies you know the monster was like. You know what I mean? You didn't see the monster until the last five minutes of the movie. Look at Look at Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. Great movie. You didn't see the creature until you know it was a very Hitchcockian, Lovecraftian approach to monster making, where it was all about the reaction. The reaction, but it had a fifty million dollar budget. I would say that I wouldn't say that movie cost any more than like a two hundred thousand, maybe. I don't know. And it, it only made how much?
1: $522,000 international. Hmm. But according to the website, they only made $14,000 domestically. like yeah. It was a limited run at a couple of places and that was it.
0: You know, it's become kind of a just kind of what I heard in some of the kind of um, cult classic groups I'm in. It's a cult movie. Yeah. People love the movie. And if you're from Oklahoma, I think naturally from if you're from Oklahoma, anything that References Oklahoma has been filmed in Oklahoma. Outsiders, prime example of a freaking phenomenon. And it's Oklahoma. And especially if they say you see the Oklahoma sign, you can go, I've been there. And it's not like some, it's set in Oklahoma, but it's filmed in, you know, New Mexico.
1: Mm -hmm. I think the only nod that they mentioned Oklahoma a couple of times, Mm -hmm. Uh, the sheriff or whatever said something like, I'll have every high, highway patrolman in Oklahoma here in 10 minutes or something like that.
0: I think it's cool when movies that aren't about Oklahoma mention it, especially westerns.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: Oklahoma Territory and Tulsa, that's where the oil is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. its just, I don't know. I, it's kind of cool. All right. Three, two, one.